Hello and welcome back to the What the Derf Show. This is episode number 12. I'm Freddie and this is Noemi. What's up? And in this episode, we talk about the childhood of being Latino. Yep. We get into some piñatas and we talk about Javier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we get into a time where Fred was lost. He got left at a taqueria. <laughs> five, yeah. He's five it's years not, old. Not funny. It's not funny. It's a traumatic experience. I think I almost cried. <laughs> I did almost cry. Then Noemi, for the third episode in a row, gets into some mansplaining. Yeah. I promise we'll do another segment next episode. But yes. this is actually a pretty good one. I like it. Yeah, I liked it. And then we finish it off with the verse of the day. The, the vat da. Dang, Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <gasps> Diet. Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Um, thank you, dear listeners, for the support. Thank you for uh, being on this journey with us up until this point. We appreciate and love you. Love you so much. And Even enjoy the... We, don't, we huh? don't know some of you, but... Yeah, we appreciate all of you. Thanks for the support. And enjoy the episode. Don't say bye this time. Okay. <laughs> I almost did. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Stop. Hello, everyone. Before we get started, I do want to mention that there is a way to support the podcast on the Anchor app. If you go to Spotify to the homepage of the What the Derf Show, there is a link, and that link takes you to an Anchor page where you can set yourself up with a monthly subscription to our podcast for as low as 99 cents per month. Every little bit helps. It goes to our equipment and to the software that we use to edit the podcast. Thank you so much in advance, and enjoy the show. The tra- <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> hold on. Let me really right. try to think of what that kid would say. Go. He's bald. He's bald. Oh, bald kids like to ask weird questions. Go. <laughs> Go. What? What? Go. What does he say? It's just an observation. What does he? Say? What does he say? Do not try and be the spoon, but rather see beside the spoon, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> no, that's not it. You Do don't. not try and be the spoon. <laughs> because, sir, that would be absurd. <laughs> you don't like spoons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you don't, okay, what's going on? <laughs> if you what's going on? The other if, if, you've ha- if you've been with us since the beginning, maybe you know what's going on. Maybe you don't because we have conversations outside of the podcast and sometimes we forget what we talk about. <laughs> Recorded and not recorded. Yeah. So what's going on is that Noemi, about eight episodes ago, she tries to remember the the phrase in the first Matrix. Don't say it, though. When Keanu Reeves goes to see the Oracle and the little kid's bending spoons and he says his famous line. And she, does, she doesn't remember the exact line. And what's going on is she's trying to guess what he said. And she's been horribly, horribly wrong <laughs> for, what, two months now? Probably. She won't let me a tell month. her. She won't let. She no, won't Google I'm gonna it. Figure it out she wants day. to guess it. So, so it started off with, "You don't like spoons." You don't like spoons. It's not it. It's the one of them was like, and I knew it wasn't it, but it just sounded right. The one, the the other one that I told you, I think I texted it to you, still trying to figure it out. So I don't just do this. Just because I think it's going to be funny on the podcast, I texted no. him. Let's get into the trickery of spoons. No. <laughs> and he said okay. no. For the most part, okay. So these these conversations happen in or out of the podcast. Okay, Noemi today was getting scolded by her sister Ruth. Oh yeah, and her sister was saying, Bad "Hey, don't crack your knuckles. Why? Why? She's my why older did she sister. Say this? So. Is, you go ahead. You tell the story. Okay, so I was 
cracking my knuckles like I always do. I do it all the time, especially when when it's cold out. I don't know why, but anyways, I was cracking my knuckles and she she's driving. She's my older sister, so she, you know, she tells me what to do. Or she thinks she could still tell me what to do even though I'm almost 30. Anyways, um she says, "Stop uh cracking your fingers. It's bad for you." And I said, "No, it's not. It's good for you. It releases I just said a bunch of nonsense, but I said it releases some liquid, the liquid that builds up in your knuckles and it keeps you from getting what I wanted to say was what? Arthritis. Arthritis. I should have made you guess it right now. <laughs> Dang it. Missed opportunity. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Eric. What I wanted to Sorry, say Eric. was arthritis. And I said, <laughs> it keeps you from getting aristocrats. <laughs> and she said, what? And I said, no, no, no. Alzheimer's. <laughs> she said, do you mean? I arthritis? Know, I forgot the word. What? You forgot arthritis. to get it. Arthritis. I said, close enough. They, they rhyme. They all, they all sound the same. And then we called Freddie because Ruth likes to let him know every time this happens because it's kind of a inside joke now. And um, Freddie says that they don't actually sound like one another. They just both, they just all three start with an A. Yeah, it, it's okay. That's like my name is Freddie. And it's almost like her saying falafel for my name okay. and then saying, oh, it starts with an F. It doesn't make any sense. They're two right? totally different things. Aristocrats, no. Alzheimer's, and arthritis. And arthritis. Do not. And you'll see, write them all down and you'll see how many letters they have in common. I w- but the thing is, I would never forget arthritis and cracking knuckles. Well, that's because you're you. I don't know. So, how many sisters do you have, Noemi? I have two. And we just went to your other sister's uh, daughter's, so your niece's birthday party mm-hmm. in San Jose. Okay. In, in your hometown. In my hometown, in my roots, in the cuts of ESSJ. That's an acronym for Eastside San Jose. It's funny because I grew up in the Eastside San Jose and I still went to school in Eastside San Jose. But where I grew up, I should have went to one school and my mom was like, nah. Too many gangsters at that school when I went to high school in the 80s and junior high. So we faked an address to go to junior high to Lava Middle nicest, School. In the nicest spot. The, the not so ghetto. Your, how did you get your school mail? It was to, so when I went to Lava, it was to my aunt's house. And then when I went to high school, I have no idea what it was. But I never okay. went to the school that I was supposed to go to. So I've been breaking the law since, since, since I was a kid. Dang. Is that bad? Is that bit. unethical? I think that's no. I think a that lot my of people, mom I said. Think a lot of do I that. will not comply to the ghetto ness. I'm going to do what I have to do to get I my think, kid out no, of the ghetto. I think that was your mom being a good mom. Maybe protecting you. I love it. So we went to this uh, park in San Jose, and I do have to say that your sister, the other sister, not Ruth. Ruth is not anonymous. You get to see her on Facebook every Sunday because she's our worship leader. Your other sister's anonymous, or can we say her name? No, she's not, she's not anonymous. Lizzie. I called you Lily. My bad. It's not <laughs> Lily. And the, in <laughs> he my, did call her Lily. In yesterday. my defense, I was tired and I looked you dead in the eye and I said, Lizzie, and I knew I was right. And my brain was just thinking about the drive home on 152 over the hill. And I just thought, or oh, Lily. No, it's Lizzie. Fred, shut up. <laughs> shut up. At least I didn't say aristocrats. Mm. So we go to this party. That's and up. your sister Lizzie, she knows she knows her and Sergio, uh, Mexican John Wick. Um, <laughs> they know they just know how to throw a, a park birthday party. I've been to a million of them. I'm Mexican. Like they're so like coordinated, you, huh? <laughs> but the thing is, you just see there was 
boxes of charcuterie boards with Milano cookies in it. That's my sister. The, the birthday that we just went through to, to there was a pan dulce table, some conchas, some conchitas. All right. If you are not of Mexican descent, if you are not Latino or Latina, it's Mexican sweet bread. That is Mexican sweet bread. That is our donut. That mm-hmm. is our donut. Mm-hmm. BT Dubs, how do you spell donut? I don't even know the correct way to spell donut. Dough, D O U G H. That's what I say. N-U-T. And then you see it everywhere. It's D O N U T. If anything, this says do nut. Do nut. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have a D O U G H. What? No, it does have a D O U G H. Tom Hardy, moving on. Okay. Um, so <laughs> you just blew my mind. <laughs> okay, so we go and there's a conchita thing, and there's 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 conches, which are Mexican sweet bread, and conchas, conchas, whatever. I, all I care is that it looks like a turtle, and and there's coffee and hot chocolate, and it's legit. And there's a Peppa Pig background, and it, it just it feels so Latino. The coffee has cinnamon sticks in it, and and. A Mexican sweetener. It, it just, it was. And cloves. It had cloves. Your sister, Lizzie and Sergio, are the person, the people manifestations of those beans your sister Ruth gave us. That's what they are. They take normal stuff and then make it sweeter. Yep. They took the Latino culture and they made it sweeter. Yep. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, the beans. We're going to go back to Ruth here. We're chilling at the birthday party. And what would she say? Ruth? Yeah. I don't remember. She's like, you guys want to, uh, you guys got to try these. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> okay, she, we, we got there before they did because. Uh, our accident. Traffic. RIP whoever died because yeah, someone died. Yeah, that was so sad. Okay, so Ruth, Ruth and Jesse show up, my, my sister and my brother-in-law. They're sitting with us and we're just having a normal conversation. And then they come at us. Hey. <laughs> All secretive, like they're hey. about to sell us sell us drugs or something. And then Ruth gives Jesse the nod, and then <laughs> Jesse goes, "You guys want to try the magic berry?" And then Ruth's nod and smile was like Adam Sandler in The Water Boy when he's looking at his coach when he's about to throw that last pass to win the game. Yeah, where I can't do it because you guys can't see me, but close your eyes, picture it. Ha! There it is. Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so they're like, you want to try the magic berries? Gosh, I'm so dumb. And then me and Freddie go, what did he say? Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? No, she legit said, she you guys want to try some And then magic she berries. pulls up her backpack, her, her little, she, she has a backpack instead of a purse. <laughs> she, she hates bags. She hates them. She, she pulls, pulls it out. She pulls out this random little white bag with Chinese words on it. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, these are freeze dried. <laughs> You put it in your mouth, you chew it, don't swallow it, let it sit in your mouth for a bit, let it coat the entire, like your entire mouth, and me and Freddie are like, what? Yeah, it was all secret. I said, and I kept looking at Freddie, I'm like, you're going to do it? I'm going to do it at the same time you do, because I wanted to make sure he was going to do it, because I didn't want to do it alone. Okay, just, just FYI, we're church people. So we know, we know in our consciousness, in our spirit, in our knowledge, in our wisdom, that Ruth is not going to give us something that's going to make us hallucinate, hallucinate or feel stupid. That's just, that's just not what it's, we do. It was something However, safe, obviously, but we were concerned. We were concerned. It was just, you guys want some, some freeze-dried berries that you can't swallow right away? Right away? I've never heard of it. And a random bag that has Mandarin writing on it or whatever. Yeah. Because Chinese is, is in the language. Yeah, I know. And so we, I swished it around in my mouth. 
and I'm looking around. The problem with me is whenever I try something new, I get anxiety because whenever I try something new that specifically has something to do with the alteration of my mood, of my body, of my state, any stimulus, if I don't know what's coming, Mm -hmm. I get anxiety because my body's got to feel it out. It's just, it's like a sixth sense. It's like, I think I said on the podcast before, when I get sick, I know I'm going to get sick a day in advance, mm. even though I have no symptoms. Yeah. I just know it. It's just, it's weird. So whenever I put it in my mouth, I got quiet, you know, and people are looking at me and, and I'm in my brain. I'm like, I'm not going to explain what I'm going through. It doesn't benefit you. So I don't care if you guys judge me or not, which they're not. They're not going to know going to judge me, but yeah. I'm getting through this little roller coaster that I had to go through. It was about 15 seconds and finally 30 seconds, swallow it. And I'm like, now what? And what'd she say? And then she, I don't even, I don't remember get her getting it. She just whipped around a plate full of Dude, fruit. T- t- what? She pulled that out of her backpack too? <laughs> it was crazy. She had a bunch of strawberries, um, grapes, like a, but where, like an assortment of, of fruit. And where she said, did you get Try that plate a strawberry. <laughs> and that was the first one. I said, okay, because that berry just tasted like whatever, you know, to me. Yeah. It was the sweetest, most delicious strawberry I've ever tasted. Then we tried the grapes. And it wasn't overly sweet. It was no, just like the perfect tart. amount perfect. of sweet. And it was, we tried the green um, grapes. Yes. Usually the green grapes are tart. A little tart, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was so sweet. And she said, I guess there's a certain kind of berry that just, it mutes the parts of your um, taste buds that taste acidic. Ta- the That kind of like detect the acids and the food. So all you taste is the sweet. All you taste is the sweet. And it was as if you poured, you dipped each bite of the fruit in sugar and it just made it such a delicacy. I wish it worked for everything. I was like, dude, we got to try this when we eat tacos. It doesn't work for tacos. It doesn't work for tacos. Only for stuff that is like, has, is acidic. So um, fruits and she said tomatoes. Tomatoes taste pretty good. Tomatoes? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. And that'd I don't awesome. like tomato. So that that was for me. It's more the texture than the taste with tomato, though. That's such an adult thing to do at a party, you know. Just how how, we get to a point where we're just like, you know, what do we do? Let's let's suck on a bean and eat a fruit. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's what we did. You suck this bean, eat the fruit. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And um, but the kids, all the kids, different ages, and you see everybody going around. Your nephews. They're, hey, Freddie, you got a basketball? Yeah, I got a basketball. Come play with us. And I'm like, my niece. I didn't say my niece. <laughs> and I was just, in my head, I was like, nah, I'm going to do adult things, guys. I'm going to be here with the adults. Suck on the bean, eat the fruit. You guys go play basketball. Which they stomped on some 7th and 8th graders. That was hilarious. So like, He's like, this is her nephew. This is her nephew. Hey, Fred. Hey, Fred, we stomped on those guys. We stomped on those guys. It was like 40 to 5. I was like, how old were they? 7th and 8th grade. They're in high school. They just... <laughs> <laughs> my nephews are like athletic kids yeah. in high school one is lean and the other one is a rock like yeah, a just, rock yeah so you got it's almost like bebop and rock steady that's an old reference if you don't get it we're moving along that's, <laughs> that's ninja turtles right there um Cowabunga, dude so you see all these kids you know, socializing. And every time you go to a Latino birthday party, you can't help taking you back, especially when you see the, the conchas, mm-hmm. the table and the hot chocolate and all these kids going around. Your sister amplifies everything. Lizzie's the one with the, the, the bean powers. She's the hostess with the mostest. Hostess with the mostest. And then uh, the, the piñata comes out. 
<laughs> me and Noemi are just dying laughing because Noemi's got a daughter and she goes, she's all waiting in line. But you just observe this whole interaction going on for the piñata. First of all, I've never heard that song that they sing for a timer. Oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, that's just a song in Spanish that they sing. That way everybody gets the same amount of time. <clears throat> in my brain, I didn't come back with it, but I thought, hmm, seems like they could just, you know, you could just count to 10, but instead... You're like, sana, sana, conita, pata, no, no, no. <laughs> dale, 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 no pierdas el dino. What does Porque dale si, mean? Like, hit it. Hit it. And then when the Porque song's si over, no pierdes, that's that's their time. And in my brain, I'm just like, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Did I count right? Did I miss any numbers? We're good. No, because it's funnier when you sing. Everything's funnier when you sing. I love how you started singing it and you had to finish it. Even though you did it lower, your brain needed to finish the I whole song. I had to finish it, yeah. If you That's heard that, hit the 15 second back button. She finished the song right now. <laughs> so we're watching it. The kids, they go from youngest to oldest. Sometimes sometimes smallest to shortest biggest. To tallest, shortest yeah. to tallest. And they get in line and you just start observing the kids. And first of all, in every Latino party, in every Latino party, there's always a kid where he is borderline sociopath because <laughs> he looks at the piñata differently. And he's usually in the middle. And there's, there's some stuff going on in his head. There's strategy, all, all the things. He's got dirt around his mouth for some reason. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, dude, why dirt? Did you take a bite out of dirt or something? The cake was white cake. I know it's dirt. <laughs> you know? So you got hit. So he finally goes up. This is nobody that we know, and this is nobody at that party. So, you know, this party, there was no none there. But usually there's a little, a little sociopath, you know? And, like, an aunt will just be like, Mira, look at Dexter, you know? Like, cause <laughs> <laughs> he just hits it differently. He just hits it like like he wants to take the head off. It's and he crazy. does this? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the little kids that you know and then there's always the one little niece that plays softball who's got her hair in a braid and she that was hits, my niece out of nowhere you just hear a whack 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 and then you have the the kids the 10 11 year olds that are going through puberty but they haven't really hit their growth spurt yet so they got a lot of their baby fat on them mm-hmm. so they're usually a little chunky Standing mm-hmm. in the back of the line with their mouth open, yeah. maybe a crease on her neck with a little dark spot on the crease because, you know, we're Latino. That happens when you get a little chunky. Yeah. And uh, maybe even a dirt necklace. Mm. Not saying a word, standing there, mouth breathing, looking at the kids hit the piñata, being filled with anxiety of the thought, am I going to get a hit the piñata? I want to hit the piñata. I, like, I would always measure up the other kids. I'm like, that one looks, yeah. that one looks a little beefy. <laughs> Let me see if I can finesse them to let me go first. And then the no, 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 no. Ella tiene que ir primero. She has to go first. She has to go first. So, oh, I hated those tías. Or, I don't or, hate them, but or he's I hate like, he's like, oh, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just Javier and he can't hit it for nothing. And then my, my cousin, you know, Anastasia in front and Anastasia is a softball player <laughs> yeah. and she just beats it to death. It's just hanging by the head. And then Javier doesn't hit for nothing, but all he has to go up to do is just slap it and it falls apart. <laughs> and then the little chunky kid that didn't get to hit it is low key sad. But candy. No, but when Javier hits it and 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 opens up the piñata and all the other, and he's happy because he never gets to 
This is we're talking about a mer- metaphorical kid. By yeah, the way. these don't, these kids don't exist. Javier is the kid. How does how does Javier talk? Javier talks like this. And what does he have around his neck? He's got a third necklace around his around his neck. And how does he cry? He cries like this. <clears throat> ah! <laughs> so when Javier hits it, and he's like, I, I broke the piñata, guys, and all the kids are like, Javier, you is what? Oh. Oh, no. Shut up, fool! Or no, or You're no. Just or Javier is the kid when the the piñata finally breaks. <laughs> he gets stepped on by Ricardo, and then everybody's chilling. There's kids picking up the Reese's pieces, like, oh, oh my god, look at the Mexican candy too! It's legit here. They have the good stuff. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> you're trying to get the cake ready. You got the birthday kid. They're gonna open up the presents, and everybody hears this. And everybody knows it's, it's Javier. Javier. He cries at every birthday party. It's just a matter of time. So he comes out of the circle with a half bag of candy and a stretched out collar. Yep. He's like, oh, get in the candy. And then Ricardo, he hit me. And I want the candy. Ah! <laughs> Why is that so accurate? though? <laughs> Javier doesn't get to hit it, or he he's crying. But then the the kid behind him, he's the one that didn't get to hit it. So the the one that has hasn't gone through his growth spurt yet, so he has his baby fat. So he gets the candy, and he's just like, you know what? I didn't get to hit it, so let me just go eat my sorrows away with cake. And he comes back, and he's got blue frosting all over his mouth, maybe his teeth, maybe a little bit on his shirt, and he's good. He forgot about not hitting the piñata. Okay. <laughs> and in the middle of hitting the piñata, Mexican John Wick. Juan Wick, your brother-in-law, yeah. had a problem with piñata because it came off the hook. Twice. So we're not going to, it's not necessarily time for a mansplaining segment, but it was funny we had a mansplaining moment. Freddie got me in trouble. I didn't get her in trouble. You got me in trouble. Okay, so if you're a male listening to this right now, piñata comes unhooked from the rope. Juan Wick tries to hook the piñata back to the the you know, the rope, it comes off again. The last thing a man wants is someone for come, someone for come, someone for come, where's <laughs> it hard? For someone to come and say, come. this, no, so it's someone and, and say, this is how you do it, let alone a female, this is how you tie a piñata. If a man has to be told how to tie a piñata, it's, it's just, it's just, you sit there, I know how to tie a piñata. You know, like I just choked on my spit right now. Not saying that that's how Juan Wick was, but I told Noemi. He was so chill. He was chill and he wouldn't have said anything. He's always as cool as a cucumber. He is. I was just telling Noemi, no, just back up. He's got it. Just, just let the, let the man tie the piñata. He got me in trouble. The piñata will not get the better of the man. I'm (laughs) just saying. If you're Latino, you can relate to those, those birthday parties. Was that your childhood? My childhood, you know, it's funny. I was reminded right now, like it hit me like a bolt of lightning. Um, I remember one of my favorite piñatas that we had that we broke was at one of my tia's weddings. <laughs> That's how oh Mexican it is. <laughs> it was at her wedding. Oh, and at her wedding? Yes. And it was fancy. I don't remember what aunt it was. It was some. It was down south. Um, it was one of my family members down in... in San Diego area, Oceanside. 
it was really nice. It was at a huge park with the lake. They had those white tents, you know, those like super expensive white tents. Mm-hmm. It was so pretty. And all they had piñatas for the kids. And that was my they had it was packed with Mexican candy. Um but it's just so funny cuz it's just so like who does that? They're <laughs> their wedding it was lit though i'm i think i'm gonna have piñatas in my wedding that's crazy I'm and i have a, i have i have a lot of experience with weddings because the do. catering company i went to a lot of weddings <laughs> right. oh and i thought because you no i was also the co-star of two weddings yes you were the co-star <laughs> you walked the red carpet you did all yeah there's no red carpet there's a red carpet oh there's a white carpet you know, you know what something you know what uh getting being married twice does what you kind of get rid of the good music yeah. You've said that before. Have I? Yeah. You know what? Because um, I think that, I don't think it's just marriage. Like when you, it was like, oh, that was our song when we were dating, you know, when we were first dating. And then you break up with the person, you're like, I don't want to listen to it. Yeah. But I think, I, I think I'm over that. I don't know if I am. I'm over it. Tra- I remember like that song by Train, the Marry Me song, you know, at the, at the weddings. One one was instrumental and then the other one, it actually is like, forever can never be long enough for me. Did you play that one at both weddings? Did you play it at both weddings? Um, yes, but the one was an <laughs> instrumental, and then the other one was actually. matter. Work. That's so weird. Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then now you listen. It's like before I said, no, that can't be. You know, it's just you want to. You do, it, all the Casey and JoJo music. It's like, tell me it's real. It wasn't real. It wasn't real. <laughs> You're like shut up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Tom Hardy again. It was real at the time. We were talking about childhood. Yeah, we were talking about childhood. But uh, no, because I said, I think I want piñatas at my wedding for the kids. Oh, that that was a good segue. But rewind, home back into the childhood. And you, as a little Latino girl, and this has nothing to do with being Latino or Latina, um, have you ever gotten lost? I got lost at Walmart a couple times. Lost to the point where you had that panic. Um, yes, but it's not hard to make me panic. (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't that serious. Like my mom wouldn't have left without me. She was like in the next aisle and I was like, (laughs) 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 and I was in my head, I made up the scenario. I'm going to have to go to the front and I'll have to tell the lady to call my mom. And then my mom's going to be gone and no one's going to come get me. And then that weird guy outside is going to take me home. Yeah. But the the weird guy outside my mind, taking you home, that's... But in, in my mind, homeless people had homes. Like, they would just <laughs> sat there and, like, change. I'm not trying to make fun of homeless people, but in my little kid brain, those people have had houses, and... They're going to take you. They take me to their house, yeah. I've been... I have I have a lot of experience being lost. <laughs> yeah. I, I, remember, I remember this one time, specifically, um, at my Nino, who's my uncle... And they live in Texas. Nino and Nina, aunt and uncle, at their wedding, the post-wedding, the after party, we went to a, a taqueria after. The taqueria closed real late. I don't even remember. I was about, I had to have been five years old. I couldn't have been any older. Mm-hmm. And um, this is the time that my family home alone to me. So your parents home alone, do you? Yeah. We went to the stockadia after my uncle's wedding and 
you know, everybody's everybody's there. All the all the families there. Everybody's importance there. I remember my uncle's friends were there. My aunt's friends were there. Everybody's still in their their wedding dresses and, and all that stuff. And old. I was five, and I remember this vividly, possibly because it was so traumatic. Whatever. I remember I ate a lot of food at the wedding. Ate a lot of cake. Okay. I remember being scared to do the money dance with my aunt, aunt. Okay. Why? Because I was scared I was going to poke her with a needle. Oh. Uh, all kinds of money to the dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a little anxiety. Okay. I also just didn't want At to do five it. five years old. Five years old. Got it. So we go to this restaurant and eat more food there. And I remember, I was five or six, I remember the feeling I had, which was, I got to go doo-doo now. <laughs> Just now. Now. It had to have been six. No, yeah, it was five or six. And I was old enough, which is why sometimes when I look at kids that need parents to go to the bathroom with them, maybe maybe my parents are trying to get rid of me. I don't know. But when I was five or six, I was going to the bathroom by myself. No, was, it's important to go with your kids because there's a lot of weirdos out there. Well, I wish I would have somebody would have went with me this time because mm. I go drop a doo-doo. All right. So I go doo-doo, and the thing is, is Taqueria is in, uh, is in San Alessario, and my uncle lives there. It was, it was by their house, okay? Mm-hmm. And this next few moments, this next couple instances just changed everything. Okay. I'm going doo-doo, just pushing out a, a hot one, okay, Gross. to say the least. I was fi- it was bad, because, and this is oh, important. So you were there for a while. Th- yes, that's why it's relevant to the story. So if you're sitting there like Fred, that's TMI, I'm letting you know why I was in the bathroom for so long by myself. Mm. Okay? It was mm-hmm. a hot one. Yeah. It was a triple flusher. Ew. Okay? And I didn't want, all, I'm, all my mom bought me were white underwear when I was younger. Okay? So if I had, my dad would call them skid marks, they would show. <sighs> this is TMI, but this is my childhood, and this is a traumatic event, and everything's coming back to me right now. So just bear with me right now. Just bear with me. I'm in there. My grandpa goes out to go walk to the car. Everybody's going going home now, okay? My grandpa goes out to walk to the car. He trips on the parking little concrete, parking the, the stop, that little, the the parking block for and parking spaces. You know what I'm talking about. He trips on it, breaks his hip. <gasps> breaks his hip. Oh, my gosh. Emergency. Urgent. My grandpa at this point was probably uh. about... So they didn't just forget you because they were just having a great time and just forgot the kid. He had to have been 70. They got distracted. Okay. Mm. So there was two vans that went. They're tending to my grandpa. They get him in the car. They don't call an ambulance because I assume it's like, I'm not calling ambulances $800. I wouldn't, you know, I'm having a heart attack. The the, the, the hospital's down the street. The problem <laughs> with this situation was they were in San Alessario, which was a border town to El Paso, but it was about 45 minutes away. And that's where the main hospital was. So they home alone me. How? Because one van, they had two vans. Where's Freddy? He's in the other van. The other van. Where's Freddy? He's in the other van. I come out relieved, a little damp and moist because of how I remember this. I was, and you know what I'm talking about. For anybody that's sitting there just like gross, TMI, you know what I'm talking about when you you come out relieved. Relieved. No, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> when you just come out relieved when you didn't when you almost didn't make it. When you almost didn't make it. It was crazy. I've had those. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So we I come have. out and before I go in, before I go in, it was like I went into the freaking closet in Narnia. Because before I go in, there was just a bunch of people in that restaurant. Oh yeah. After I get out, there's like three people. Oh. 
And I'm sitting there. Did they see you right away? The three people? Yeah. No, they weren't. They didn't. Everybody's drunk. Oh. You know? So, man, my heart is palpitating right now. I'm kind of sad. It's crazy. It's sad. Yeah, so I get out and I'm like, where buddy at? <laughs> oh, no. Where buddy at? And there's no phones. There's no cell phones. Stop. Oh, yeah. This is in 92. <laughs> that was the year I was born. Yeah. So I get out. It's old school. What do you do when you get out and no one is there? I just stood there and I started crying. Wow. Oh, I'm so sad right now. This is crazy. I'm no. so sad right now. Oh, this is crazy because I remember this and I'm, I just start crying. And A little five-year-old little boy. I can't. My sorrows were immediately slightly relieved. Because it was a Latino, Latino wedding. And there were still girls in Latino wedding dresses. Which means there's a lot of cleavage. There's a lot of cleavage. a five-year-old. So I remember this one lady. Oh, so there were still people from the wedding. There was a bridesmaid that picked me up just holding me. And you just. And I'm just like. Snuggled up (laughs) on the chest area. This ain't so bad, but. I want my mom. <laughs> oh, so my God. My sadness went from like 150 to maybe a 90 at that point. Oh. I was still sad, right? So all you have is the corded phone there at the taqueria. Mm-hmm. So what do what do they do? They call 911. Oh, because those ladies were not part of your family. Like they didn't. No. Oh, okay. So it was, the one was a bridesmaid. It was just a friend. But my grandpa right. got hurt. Yeah. They probably weren't even that hurry in a hurry to go. You know how long it takes for Latinos to leave a party? To do anything, yeah. Yeah. So um, th- so they call on a corded phone. They call 911. A sheriff comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a woman. And then a, gu- a man sheriff comes. And they're just, they're, everybody's so sweet to me, so good to me. But you have to know that the hospital is 45 minutes away. Yeah. So it was 45 minutes there, 45 minutes back. And so that's it took them drive. 45 minutes to find out that you were not Longer. In the... Because I was there for two hours by myself. No, I'm saying that it took them 45 minutes to find out when they got there that you were not with them. Oh, yeah. And then they had to drive back. Yeah. So I do remember that they did make the phone call to the taqueria to say, <laughs> what kind of phone call is that? <laughs> <laughs> you call up a restaurant. Wait, that's too loud. That's too loud. <laughs> you call up a restaurant and he's like, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> did, we, did we leave a kid? Oh my God. He's joking. He's joking. <laughs> oh my God. Did we leave a kid? So somebody called. I don't know who it was. <laughs> but did we leave a kid there? Yeah, there's a kid. Were they at least panicked? Yes, Your they were mom panicked. My mom been, was pissed. Your dude. mom must have been panicked. She, she says, so they get the phone call. I remember talking to my mom. She's just so sad. So sad. I can only imagine oh, what she felt like. Oh, yeah. You know, that's like it was a mistake. I would die. It was a mistake. So I'm sitting there. My dad comes in. My mom, my mom is sitting in the car. Um, my dad comes in to go get me. 
Oh, no, no. My mom didn't come. My dad went to go get me. Really? Because my mom was with my, my grandpa. Oh, I would have been like, sorry, dad. So it was just, what do you do? <laughs> my dad. I'd have been like, I'm going to so, go get my kids. Yeah, my, yeah, my dad was just like, you know, go. So he went and the, I remember the sheriff scolded him. And my dad was like, like defending himself. I'm like that in that moment, maybe, dad. Maybe that's how your mom sent him. She's like, they called the cops. You know, how about you go get they a kid? The cops. They got my baby. They got my baby. Get my baby out the nap. So at that point, dad, you know, I'm not being rude or anything like that, but maybe it was just a time just to not defend yourself. I'll leave it a kid. I would have just taken my licks. You know, right. my bad. I know my kid's been chilling here for two hours. Um, thank you, lady with the cleavage, for taking his anxiety down to a 90. <laughs> and we're good to go. All right. I was five. So if anybody's listening, like, is that how you look at women? I was five. Yeah, you were a baby. I was instinct. You're a little boy. Yeah. I was instinct. Instinct. Shut up. <laughs> what? What else is it? What do you call it? <laughs> I don't know. At that point, never seen anything ever, but for whatever reason, it is it because it's so close to be, be uh, to where I was getting fed with them? No, it wasn't that. Ew. What am I talking about? <laughs> what am talking I talking about? about? I'm going to stop talking. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> Just press a button. I don't even know. Thank you. That was the worst button to press right there. Gosh dang it. You're mad at me? I don't know what I'm mad You're at mad anymore. At me. I'm just embarrassed. <laughs> Whatever. That's my traumatic story. Okay? You got a problem with it, then I really don't care, honestly. Oh, my God. Oh, so that, 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 was, that was, yeah, that went very deep really quick. And I don't want to think of a clever way to transition into the next part of this podcast. So I'm just going to say, hey... Sorry I got a little loud. Sorry I got a little close to the mic. Sorry I got a little sad. But right now we're just going to randomly transition into so I don't cry. Mansplaining with oh, Freddie Diaz. Oh, that was the wrong one. Now, no, you took it off? And stare. Mansplaining. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie just done. stared at me. I'm done. I'm not even going to do it again. We're not, we're not doing it again. Mansplaining. <laughs> Let me do it. Meow explaining. <laughs> go. Just go. Okay. Just go. So I asked the woman. I apologize to basically. anybody. Okay. So some of these you're going to just get mad at, but we're going to go through I just say them. apologize to anybody? What does that even mean? That doesn't mean it. I think you're just nervous right now for some reason. <sighs> Anyways. So I asked a Facebook question to my fellow ladies on there, and we actually got quite a few comments. So we're going to go through these. Well, we don't have to go through them quickly, but you already know with the time. I have a, I have at least five or six questions here, okay? Okay. we got like 10 minutes for it. Okay. So this week, it's it's not why do men dot, dot, dot. It's why don't men. Oh, crap. Okay. So I don't know about these. Freddy's she just gonna, does this behind my back and says, I told him, hey, we're going to do mansplaining. And I sit I here going, you? this is mansplaining three episodes in a row. She's just like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I just liked it. It's, it was good. I liked it. I like how you explain things. It's funny. But I don't explain things. You do and you don't. <laughs> You're like quirky or model. You do? You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. Question. It's just funny. Okay. And we can do something different for the next podcast. Anyways. No, it's okay. It's whatever. Okay. So the very first one is from Mara. Hi, Mara. She says, why don't men 
fix the broken stuff around their house when their job is fixing other people's broken stuff. Oh my <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Calling out her husband right there. Oh no. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. So when you go to your workplace, mm-hmm. let's just say you're a mechanic. Right. All right. You have to get into somewhat, let's call it good work ethic. Let's call it a different level of respect because you're working under someone. Okay. But you have to get into a character. Okay. So the job is draining in both ways because you have to go and fix a car, but you also have to do it in a way that's, to, that's um, polite and welcoming to the people around you. It's very draining. Mm. So when you do that all day. Yeah. The last thing you want to do when you get home from a job that you're expected to, where you are, you're, it's almost, you have to produce and provide yeah. efi- with efficiency. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is go change your own radiator out in your car. <laughs> yeah. That's the last thing. Okay, so check this out. It goes with everything as far as the fixing it. Be- and the thing is, just because you can doesn't mean you develop a passion for it. Mm. So let's just say a chef. A chef goes and cooks at work, but I assume that there, there's a, a passion developed for it. So when he goes home or he goes to like a Red Robin and he eats the fries, he says, nah, the fries are not good enough for me. I'm going to go in the back and cook my own fries because, <laughs> because he developed a palate and he has a passion. And when he goes home, he wants to cook. It's what he loves to do. Mm-hmm. When you go to work and you're putting up roofing or drywall or changing plumbing pipe, you don't go home and be like, I can't wait to do that at my house. There's no passion for it. You do it because it's good money. It's the knuckle-dragging work that, that people do that didn't go to school. And I'm, that's myself included. I'm speaking for myself. Mm-hmm. So when you go home, it, you're not excited about doing more work because that's what it feels like. It's work. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I get that. It's different when it's <laughs> the little things. When it's big things, mm-hmm. like let's just say, like for me, a concrete slab. Uh, if when it was for my own home, it was, I was excited. I, I, it was, I couldn't wait to get home and work on it. Mm-hmm. Because you develop, you grew the value of the home. Right. But if there's a hinge on a door where the screws are loose, I need to get longer screws to put it in so it goes straight. You don't care. You're just going to lift up that door handle and close it so it closes. <laughs> right. You're not going to fix it. Yeah. Sorry, Mara. I guess that makes sense. That's, that's. I hope that answers your question, Mara. Next. The next one is from Lily. <gasps> Lily. <laughs> yeah. Says, why don't men put the toilet seat down after they're done using the restroom? And she put like a smiley, sweaty emoji. Why don't you put it up when you're done using the restroom? Because we're ladies. Yeah, but I have to touch dirty toilet seat to pee in the the toilet. But who pees standing up? We do. Right. And how do you poop? Standing up? Okay, so when... So you guys use it both ways. Check this out. It should be up to you. No. When... I have to lift the toilet seat up. (laughs) The only way to lift it up is to lift under the rim. That's where nasty stuff is. When you pull it down, 
You just p- touched the part where the butt cheeks are. Butt cheeks aren't dirty. <laughs> okay. It's when you get in between, it gets a little dirty. Mm-hmm. But you touched the part of the toilet seat where only butt cheeks touch. I guess that We touched sense. the part where splashes not go, occur. Not if you go like this, like me. I don't know. I go, like, I you go it, like this. When I clean the toilet, I do like this. All right. So it's not our fault that you guys, what, you guys pee with the light off and just sit down and fall in the toilet? I don't understand that. Sometimes. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I've never done that going poop because I have to sit down too. I've never thought, I've never just sat down. You always check where you're going. Mm. So the, the, I, I, my rebuttal, you guys should lift it up when you're done peeing. Wow. Or I don't think it's that big of a deal. Honestly. Why should we lift it up? It's not a big deal. Because then you want our fingers to get dirty? I don't get annoyed that I have to lift it up every time I have to pee. That doesn't make any sense. And y'all think it's disgusting to pee outside, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. I if it was up to me, I'd pee right. in a bush so I save water. It's like two <clears> gallons <throat> of water. There you go, Lily. And she listens every week, so she'll be, she'll be texting me about this one. I'm going to meet you one day, Lily. Okay. This one's from Leah. Hi, Leah. Why don't men pick up their facial hair from around the sink? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Honestly, okay. It's because the hairs are so small and more times than not, the sink has soap scum on it and it never goes down. It's so hard to go down the drain. Even even when we had that new house with the X mm. and the sinks were brand new. The, the hair just stayed on the side. It's such a hassle. <laughs> yeah. It's just no. It's it's annoying. Mm, you know. Yeah. I think a man, <clears throat> when it comes to a sink, mm-hmm. sink is where dirty stuff goes. Mm-hmm. It's not a priority in our brain for it to be clean. Yeah. I don't understand why girls take their hair off and put it on the shower wall. I don't understand why the drains are full of hair. It falls off when you're washing it. Then clean it. You know what I'm saying? Some of us do. Some do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that I always do it, but I try. When it's noticeable, like when I can see like, oh, it fell. I'll try to always get it. A man only has, in the bathroom, a man has two and a half things. <laughs> two and a half things. Two and a half things. He's got a toothbrush. He's got a uh, a body wash in the shower that's for everything. And half a thing of deodorant. That's why it's two and a half. It's always oh. half. It's always half. Yeah. A woman has 97,000 things in a bathroom. <laughs> 97,000 things. True story. Cords everywhere. <laughs> there is. It's yeah. crazy. Am yeah. I going to straighten it or am I going to curl it? Am I going to tweeze it or am I going to pluck it or am I going to shave it? Oh, you there's so much hair that comes off of a female and you guys are worried about the stubble all your hair is everywhere your hair is everywhere Dang. screaming in fatalities Freddy and I'm Diaz done singing with a quick rebuttal go a quick rebuttal. go I had a pumpkin next cream one. cold brew so I'm good I'm ready next one is from one of my old co-workers her name is Letty hi Letty she said, why don't men pick up their laundry from the floor? Ooh. You kind of talked about this last time. Men don't pick up their laundry from the floor because we don't look down when we walk. <laughs> Period. 
Okay, next one. From Irene. Who we call Gigi. What's up, Gigi? Why don't men... Thanks for the coffee creamer at church yesterday. Why don't men put their plate in the sink when they're finished eating? What? Why don't men put their plate in the sink when they're finished eating? I feel like I'm halfway there. Okay. <laughs> I do... This is going to... This Okay, so when I was married... I did put it in the sink, but a lot of times I didn't wash it off. But now that I'm living alone, dang, I was cleaning under my bed the other day. There was a bowl. I don't know what was in it. <laughs> it didn't stink, though, so it wasn't disgusting. Oh, if it stunk, I would have been like, oh, Fred, you're disgusting. But it didn't stink. That's horrible, Freddie. I don't remember why I had a bowl there. <laughs> or maybe it was just like water. A bowl of water. <laughs> Who gets a bowl of water? I don't know. Who gets a bowl of water? I don't know. I don't drink it like I'm a dog. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Hmm. I think it's enabled from childhood. It's got to be. Uh, like mom picks up after. Yeah, yeah. Mamas are taking care of their boys and then they, yeah. the men expect it. And you got to break through those chains, baby. You got to break through those generational chains. Nice. And And... Take care of yourself. Yeah. Be Robert Owens says, be excellent in all that you do. Yeah. Okay, I have two left. Speed run. Speed run, go. Why don't man? Why don't man? Why don't man? <laughs> what up, man? Shut up. Why don't men take less than 30 minutes in the restroom? Oh, that's a good one. Why don't men take less than 30 minutes? Yeah, it's always more than Who 30 minutes. Who asked this? Someone. Oh, a friend. Her name is Melinda. You is, is that her husband? She's married. Yeah. Didn't, <laughs> I don't mean any disrespect from this. Maybe put some you fiber a, in his. You married a woman. Because no man spends 30 minutes or more in the bathroom. Like going bathroom? Guys take forever. Oh, you're talking about doo-doo? Yes. Oh, do you, does, she ha, does he have kids? Yeah. That's why. <laughs> what? What do you mean what? You don't get it? No. If you have kids, especially the five and younger, uh-huh. to where it's always just ah. no you ladies can <laughs> shut shut noise out. Oh men Ma. can. Ma. 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 Mom just looking at her phone, just almost like squinting. Ma. Ma. That's your kid. Ma. What? 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 Just totally zoned out. Men can't do that. Not so all, all, we not all hear women do that. Is noise. Not all women do that. And it's funny because yesterday Freddie goes, Your daughter's calling you. I can hear the amount of times that she says, Mom. Then answer her. No, because I have to finish what I'm doing. I don't. Unless I know. I can tell in her voice if it's urgent. I can tell. And I can stop my brain from doing the thing that it does. Which so, is hyper the f- hyper focus? I can hear her. I just have to finish, and then I'm like, okay, what do you need? Because I will not go back to the thing I was doing. Sometimes men aren't even pooping in there; they just go and sit down, and then they're so they're so sure that they might get accused of not pooping, <laughs> so they fake wipe a couple times, and even though they're fake wiping, they still check it, Ew. flush it. Even though they're not going to see if 
They know like they how, didn't poop. But how would the wife know if they wiped? You never know. You always got to you got to clean up your trail. <laughs> cover your footprints. What is it called? That's what I'm that, you know what I'm trying cover, to say. Yeah, cover, cover your, your tracks. tracks. Yeah. And that's one of them. Cover your footprints. If they but then the thing is if they go in and be like it doesn't even smell like poop in here. And then then you just a courtesy flushed. Even if you didn't go. But the bathroom is the break room for the dad. And I didn't mean to call you a woman. I thought they were talking about showers. You're the manliest man ever. Okay. Ever. <laughs> did you just snort? I did. <laughs> Next question. Last one. 30 seconds. Why don't men get lost? What? Why don't men get lost? I don't even take that in your own interpretation. I don't know. Why don't men get lost? Why don't men get lost? Maybe because men don't admit when they're lost. Ooh. Or yeah. she could be meaning, why don't men just get lost? <laughs> You know, it could be either or. <laughs> could be either um, or. I, I don't know. Either way, I don't know. I don't know. If uh, men needs to get lost and that was the, the intention of the question, then it goes back to question number one. And who's going to do the, the honeydews around the house? Honeydews. Mm-hmm. I'm just joking. Um, first of all, if you're a woman... And you do things around the house. I I don't need a man. I change my own light bulbs. I don't need a man. I fix my own sink. <laughs> I don't need a man. I laid tile. All that means is that you know how to YouTube stuff. That's it. It means you know how to YouTube stuff. <laughs> and your pride is a little too high. Yeah, to admit I, that it's not that you don't need a man. It just hasn't worked out with the right man yet. Ooh. I'm just saying. And this comes from somebody who's divorced. So obviously, I don't have everything figured out, but I'm just letting you know. No, the the girls in, on TikTok make me laugh sometimes. They're like, yeah, I, I, I changed my own light bulbs. And they record themselves with the view from their butt. Oh, my god! And they're up there like, yep. And I changed the fan, too. It's like, dude, there's... Two screws in there. It's and not I, that hard. I'm not saying you won't get the praise. Good for you for you doing won't get it. the praise for doing it and not expecting the man to do it. I'm just saying, doing the honeydews around the house doesn't equate to I don't need a man. Mm. Kids in our generation, kids in life, kids on this earth need a motherly figure and a fatherly figure. Figure your crap out, just like the men have to figure their crap out. And find a fatherly figure for your kids. I'm saying that for like a single mom. Just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. Was that mean? No. Eh, I don't care. Um, with that, we're going to transition into... Verse of the day! Oh, I love doing that. The Vat-da. The Vat-da. The Vat-da. I don't know this one today. I told I you it. I don't know most days. Yeah, but I, don't, I didn't capture much of it. She wasn't listening. I was listening. Just like I, I, I said earlier that a girl can shut out her listening. <sighs> Just kidding. So today, the Vatada, the verse of the day. We're going to go on a little journey. And we'll do it in about the next eight minutes. Okay. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. 
I feel like Jesus straight up just Mufasa'd everybody in the Bible right there. Dang. Everything the light touches is your kingdom. My thoughts are my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. I and like it. I picked this. Fred, why did you pick this? Fred, why did Fred, why did you pick oh, I was, this? I, I, I'll tell you, Noemi. I wasn't asking you to ask me, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I picked this because there are times in our walk, there are times in our life, there are times in our journey where the question of why comes up. The question of why. There are times where why is okay, why is productive. Why did my car break down? You figure it out, you find the part, you learn how to put the car part in, you put it back in the car and your car's cool. You know why and you know how to prevent it and you know how to fix it. That why was productive. Why am I gaining weight? Why am I fat? Mm. You're looking for a for ways to use why in a productive way in a situation that that can leave yourself moving forward. It's necessary for growth. But when you ask why for a situation that is going to happen regardless of the reason, reasoning, especially a situation with a negative result or perspective, it's best to only treat why, the question of why, as a rest stop. And we're going to go back into the verse of the day. And the scripture says that God's ways are higher than your ways and his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So especially especially in your walk with God Mm -hmm. in the storms and trials and tribulations that you go through. Yeah. The answers may never be there, may not make sense. They're not in our understanding. Or will never suffice. Yeah. I kind of like that, the way that it's worded. It's like, don't get it twisted. You're not like me. Mufasa to him. You were made in my image. I created you in my image, but you and I are not the same. Mm. I like the interpretation you're going with this because I can read it. I can read it in a calm, peaceful. My thoughts are (laughs) not like your thoughts. But you're saying, look, homie, (laughs) look, homie, there's a lot that separates you from me. Yeah, I like, like the way that you're you're looking it, at it like that. Yeah, it, that's how I interpreted it. And then you're, uh, you took it in a different direction. I was like, oh, okay, I like that too. But to me, that's like, you're here. I'm here. You're never going to be me. So God just says, don't compare. Me. It's almost like don't compare yourself to me either. I mean, also. And... It kind of ties into what you were saying too, but it, in my head, I interpreted it much more aggressively. When you're going through some sort of trial, you're like, but why? Why? And he says, look, don't try to understand the circumstance. Just trust me through the process because you and I are not the same. I know what's best. You don't. You never will. In 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 his eyes, we'll never know really until we trust him and we kind of go, you know, by his spirit. What do you think? Yeah, it's good. It's almost like you're interpreting a way and like, look, don't try to reason earthly views or instances with my godly thoughts and ways. Mm -hmm. You're it's not going to, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to get nowhere. They're they're You're inferior in your thinking. Yeah. God is his constant. He's forever. We are, our own personal journeies, yeah. our own being. What really like we're that. gonna live? What eighty years, maybe? 
Yeah. 80 years is a glimpse in the timeline of the earth. Yeah. A glimpse. Yeah. So it's we don't know anything. And there's people that think they know stuff. Yeah. Okay. The, the reason why we, we stick to the Bible and stick to the word because the word is living and it's, it's a common language that we could all grow and consistently learn from and share and speak this language and and just share it with each other to where we all grow together. Because once we start going into our own reasoning with political views and conspiracy theories or thinking in our own little bubble that we know something that we know something, mm-hmm. it's crazy. We, we, if, if human beings was on a timeline of, let's just say, of, of the year, the earth happened and humans showed up on the 365th day at 1159. That's how late into this we are. We don't know anything. Right, yeah. Anything. Yeah, we don't know nothing. Which is why we strive for righteousness and in this living word in which we're trying to share with you one yeah. podcast episode at a time. And also something that I really en- I really enjoy from you reading those words is that a lot of the times, and God is so, he's such a loving God. And, you know, in the Bible, he says over and over, we're his friend. You know, he's our friend. We're his children. Yeah. We're, you know... All of, all of this like love and he's like wait but don't get that twisted because you're you are my son but you are not me you're not you're you're I'm just at that different level as long as we're here in this earth the reason least. why I can, the reason why I can get misinterpreted as far as like why it. we are inferior or why we should fear God. It gets misinterpreted because when somebody craves power on this earth, they will, um, they will be condescending towards you. They will make you feel inferior. They want mm-hmm. th- their ego feeds on the power that they're trying to raise. And that's not people, how God is. And how many people are power hungry? There's a lot of people. So like, God, oh, I'm the God of this. So oh, that's I'm the God. that's the perception of which we we read sometimes, or some people read the scriptures. You know, well, why does God? say this or why would he want to be quote unquote power hungry okay yeah it's not that no he just god, is god god, <laughs> god is saying my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts says the lord and and my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine for just as the heavens are higher than the earth so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts he's not saying that because look i'm bigger and better than you and you're just going to deal with it he's saying this for your own salvation and your own safety of your mm-hmm. own of guarding your own spirit of your of your soul mm-hmm. because once you start taking the reins, oh, that's such a huge burden. Once you take the reins, not only are you paying for the debt of your sin with your own life, but you're also taking on the burden of the world. You're taking yeah. on the burden of everything of the world as you know it. Yeah. Because and, and, and you're never. It's going to be a never-ending rabbit hole of not knowing anything. Yeah, and always wanting more. You just always when you have more, you want more, and you want more, and you want more, especially. It's like a rabbit hole also. And what's crazy is that God with all his power, like he could have easily been like, I'm going to rule over and he does rule over everything. But he gave us power on earth as holy and as great as he is. He gave 
that to us. Yeah, we're supposed to have dominion over the earth. Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit rests inside us to where God is within us. But we are only a vessel of his Holy Spirit through to which the extent of the power that he's willing to give us or or not only that we're willing to receive, but we're ready to receive. Mm. Okay, so it's in little increments, a little bit yeah. at a time, a little bit at a time. Why, why are we getting here? Because why I want to put some emphasis on people who are stuck and they're asking the question, why? You can ask why. Um, Habakkuk, David, and Jesus, they all ask why yeah. to God. Mm-hmm. Jesus, why have you forsaken me? And then, and then David is all depressed, okay? And it's okay to ask why. Just make sure that you end up on the right, on the right thought process. And that thought process is, nevertheless, your will be done. Yeah. Okay? So it's okay to ask why. It's, it's, uh, it's okay to take that, that pit stop and that rest area and, and consult with God. Let him know your emotion and your feeling because that's okay. Just make sure not to stay in that rest area too long and spiritually get back in the road and say, nevertheless, your will be done. Because your questions of why did my loved one die? Why did my marriage fall apart? Why did my husband cheat? Why do I have anxiety? Why do I have depression? Why did that person get the job over myself? Why is my church not growing? Why aren't my people getting the message? Why why are people taking the word of God lightly? Mm-hmm. Why, 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 why? Yeah. You get into this rabbit hole of the whys. No answer would suffice. No answer would do you any good. Hey, God, why did my mom die? Um, it was her time, you know? Mm. It was her time, Fred, and I'm going to need you to respect it because uh, I needed her up here. We got some tasks to do up here, some, some, uh, some holy works up here. Okay, God, that actually makes me feel a lot better. Now I know when my mom died, I'm not sad anymore. It's not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I know I made light of a heavy situation. That was my mom's death. I'm not making fun of anything or mocking God. I'm just saying, when you ask why, don't stay there too long. Because there's no growth in the why, which the answer wouldn't even And And most of the time, there's, there's like in your instance, if you would have had an exact reason why your mom passed... Would that be enough? No, it wouldn't be enough. There's nothing that would be enough. Why? Why am I going through depression? Why am I going through depression? Why am on the? Why am I on this medication? And by no means am I saying take medication or don't take medication. I didn't take medication, but medication for me. I don't know. What I'm saying this, but medication for me, when when I was it was explained to me, it's almost as a mental cast. It allows you to heal, and and we have to thank God for the advancements in human technology and science and and just biological development all that good stuff yeah okay but just do what you feel is righteousness towards towards god's ways just simply when it comes down to it ask your whys and then you know, get down on your knees and pray and ask your wise. Cry to God. I, I cussed in some of my prayers when I was going through depression. I I'm not even. I don't even feel shame saying that. Yeah. And then nobody should should condemn me 
or judge me. Because I've said in a podcast before that once you judge somebody, you become God, and that's not you. I was in a very delicate situation with God, and I would ask why. I would ask why, but I'd get up. You had to get off your knees, wipe your tears, lick your wounds, and keep going. Mm-hmm. Why get you stuck? Why is a revolving door? Why is a revolving door and you get stuck and you're going around, 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 and you just need to, mm-hmm. you need to let it spit you out. Yeah. Nevertheless, your will be done. And sometimes you go through the revolving door and you go back the way that you came. You need to get to the other side mm-hmm. and keep moving forward. That's pretty good. It's okay to ask why. Don't stay there. You're loved. You have purpose. You have so much to be thankful and grateful for. You're going to get through whatever you're getting through if you are going through something. Or the thing that you've been working for or working toward, all, all things are going to line up and come into, come, into, come into fruition for God's goodness, for righteousness. If there's a project or, or schooling or something you've been working on, you're going to have a breakthrough pretty soon. Ask why, don't stay there, get back on the road and keep going nevertheless. Your will be done. It's going to be awesome. You're beautiful. You're enough. And thank you for listening. Okay? Noam, you got anything to say? Nope. That's it. That's it? Yep. All right. Um, I apologize in advance for diarrhea. Yeah. Apologize in advance. That that's it. That's all. Oh, and five year old Fred looking at cleavage. That was it. Just being real, baby. Just, Just being real. real. I'll give a shout out to my cousin Lily. She, Lily. She listens. She lets me know when she likes it. So and hopefully her younger brother, my cousin, um, Joel. Yeah. It sounds. It feels weird saying his name like that because we call him by a nickname, but I won't say it. He wants to start a podcast, and this is kind do of it? inspiring him yeah, to like so go easy. ahead and do it. It's so easy. Yeah. So okay. shout out to them. Shout out to Lily. I love you. You're my favorite cousin. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to... The lady with the cleavage. I want to give a shout out to the next thousand listeners that we're going to get. Right now, we have 120 listeners, 130 listeners, mm-hmm. and it's cool. Yeah. But this is going to grow. We're going to get guests on here pretty soon and this is our baby yeah this is our baby we're gonna pick and choose if you're a guest on here we want you to be on here it's not gonna just be like hey you got a thing i got a thing let's collab (laughs) let's grow this is not something where i'm just gonna try to take this human perspective and try to grow this is hey god who should i get on here (laughs) and let's do the thing yeah okay we love y'all we do you sound like john bell there Love you too. <laughs> I'm going to go eat some caldo. 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 Freddy, Noemi, out. Out. Can't. Go. Hello and welcome back to episode 12. This is Noemi and... Freddy. And today we talked about... No. Nope. No? Hello and welcome back to episode 2. It. <laughs> two? You said two. Was it? <laughs> Stop. <laughs>
apologize. It's so hard. <laughs> this is you getting ready what? to say something. <laughs> so why are you looking around? I don't look around. I don't look around. Looks like a... Like a <laughs> Okay, this is Noemi's impression of me okay. pausing and then go. Okay. <clears throat> Wait, interrupt me. You were talking. Say you were talking. Oh, uh, you were, you were telling me. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Looking around. Hands up. <laughs> As I was saying. <laughs> uh. Darn it, I messed it up. Hold I on, hate hold you. on, hold on, I hate Don't you. stop, don't stop, I hate don't you. stop. stop. <laughs> this is me telling you no women. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the What the Durf Show. This is episode number 12. I'm Freddie and this is... Noemi. Say hi, Noemi. Wait, what did I say? 